Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we chat to those who make the magic behind the scenes in theatre. And on today's episode, I am joined by Ben Kavanaha, who is the director of Under the Black Rock, which is playing at the Arcola Theatre until the 25th of March. I really enjoyed chatting to Ben during his rehearsal process for the show. You get to find out a little bit about that as well as how he got involved in the project and what he hopes audiences take away from the show, which is currently playing to rave reviews. So sit back, grab a cuppa and listen to this interview with Ben Kavanaha. Hello, Ben, and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. And thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. Ben, we are here today to talk about Under the Black Rock, which is at the Arcola Theatre. Ben, you are the director on the production. We've just been talking a little bit about how rehearsals are going. But for our listeners out there, how has today been going for you? Very well. Yeah, it's a very quick process, but it's uh, an in-depth one. And it's we're still sort of in that exploring stage. You know, we're, there's a bit of staging going on, but mostly that's about, there's a bit of a concept. I mean, I don't really like that word, but there's a bit of a concept on top. So what I'm trying to do is just create shapes at the moment, explore the characters. And then next, well, sort of end of this week now, really, we'll start, I suppose we'll start trying to stagger it through, trying to polish it and get up to running by this weekend. And then heaven forfend, we will be um, teching come Tuesday, which is, I mean, I'm laughing now talking about it, but you know, that that is the business of the theatre, especially, you know, new writing. It's such a different process, you know, to the, if you're rehearsing something like Hamlet, you know, which is 400 years tried and tested. This is like a living, breathing thing in the rehearsal room and, and lines change and the character changes. So many of the characters have been changing since we started. And I think that it's going to be a completely different beast from what it was in Tim, the writer's head. Amazing. Yeah, but great, but going yeah. very well. And that is the thing about new writing, obviously, you know, with such a small rehearsal period, I don't know how long your rehearsals are, but usually at the start of a rehearsal period, you'd be doing all the text work and character work. And like you say, with new writing, you know, lives could change all the time. Like you say, characters can change too. This is, of course, Under the Black Rock. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the show is about? Yes, well, it's set in the Troubles, about 1979 in uh, West Belfast. And it's at the height of the troubles, really, and at the height of uh, the power, if you want to use that word, of of uh, these military groups like the IRA, which were fighting for uh, a united island. It's a game of two halves, really. It's 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 a thriller that follows all the politics of being in in that sort of organisation. But then, like, like all good theatre, as I say, it's it has a family at the centre. It has a situation which which is at the heart of the socio economic backdrop, if you like. And so what the audience are being taken on is on one half, political thriller. And then on one side, how how all of these things that happen affect this family and pull it apart. And then they sort of, these two plots beautifully converge in the end to quite a thrilling denouement. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult subject, I think. And I think a lot of people will come in with preconceptions. And I suppose the last big, big play was The Ferryman, which sort of dealt with similar, a similar backdrop. But we are, we, we are completely different. I, I hope that people will expect something different. And that's why we're at the Arcola, you know, it's such an interesting space for new writing. This play, unlike the Ferryman, which is you know, set in one one room, apart from I think a couple of scenes, this play spans a year and a half. 
it uh, goes to about 16 different locations. The beach is in the back room of a pub. It's in the chapel of a church. It's in the front room. It's outside. It's inside. It's at five o'clock in the morning. It's in the afternoon. So it's it's quite an epic play, putting on in a fairly modest theatre. But yeah, that's what it's about. It should be very, very interesting. Yeah. Here on the stage place, we love to find out what drew our creatives into theatre industry. So Ben, where did theatre start for you and what was it? Was it a production? Was it a technique of something in the industry that made you want to become a director? Well, I mean, I don't know. I've always, I love, I fell in love with the theatre really when I was very young. And I mean, I used to get taken to amateur musical theatre, you know, and so um, that's where my love started. I used to see, you know, aunties in, in these productions of Oklahoma. I mean, I think the first piece of theatre I can really remember having effect on me was Oklahoma. I was just astonished by all these people that were sort of jumping about to this music. And musical theatre is so thrilling, you know, in, in, in the fact that it is such an experience, music, dance, acting all happening at once. I remember being very, very young, taken to see that and it was an amateur show. Then I really only started directing when I went to university. And I think part, part of that was definitely to do with my education. I had a brilliant head of drama and she a very good director and sort of made me fall in love with the art form because I was always a performer really and then started directing mostly at university and directing anything really plays or all musicals so yeah that's 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 sort of where it started for me and then when I when I left university I sort of left directing for a little bit set up my own theatre company and was in a lot of shows and worked steadily as an actor and then most recently sort of started writing and had a play published last year which hopefully has a a West End production coming in 2024 and then I started working with Tim well I I worked with Tim and did some teaching work and Tim also worked part-time for the same organization that, that I did some teaching for and he sort of we got to know each other and he slid this play under my nose and was what do you think of this which is always the way of this industry you know hustling and networking and that was about two years ago and we worked together really on the play for about for literally about two years and it started as a one play I think it was about 40 pages called Reconciled and he'd written another play called Safe and Reconciled was all this political thriller stuff and all this informing and back and forth and Safe was looking at this family that in in the same context and I just said to him it is the same play you know if it's a piece of theatre it is the same play it'd be a bit like a classic Arthur Miller you know if you tried to separate the capitalism and everything from Death of a Salesman and 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 just try and show all the office work and all the stuff about the economy and then had the family separate when they are one and the same. It is the same play. It is how how the family deal with that. So then for two years, we were working on it together, going back and forth. We did some workshops with it. And then we started looking for a theatre about six months ago and went through conversations with a few theatres. And then we came to the Arcola quite late, actually, but it is just the perfect theatre, 100% the perfect theatre for it. This amphitheatre style um, that it's got. So, God, yeah, I didn't expect you to take me all the way back to Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. But <laughs> the theatre has, has, has continued. I mean, I, I adore it. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of it. I love I love musical theatre and I love Shakespeare, but new writing is something that I've warmed to. And then at the moment, I'm just really loving it. Both creative it and also you know directing it. and that is the thing about new writing as well when it's not published you have it in the room you get to change things about you know you really get to 
understand the different characters and the voices of the characters once you've got the actors in the space as well and you know what really works and you know you're not having to fight over publishing rights or anything with you know the words you get to create the show and that is really exciting because an audience hasn't seen it yet so you're creating something an audience will see for the very first time not knowing the text what are you most excited for audiences seeing with this production well i think on the page that the play is is written as a piece of naturalism like it you know a good old-fashioned arthur miller but over time i've been trying to get tim to hammer it into a to a different place a sort of anti-ferryman if you like not because the ferryman is bad or anything but because audiences have already seen that right and so i'm very keen to offer people something different in a theatrical sense so we go to a scene it's a very episodic play we'll go somewhere for just half a page and you'll know as you're working in the theater as well as i do that can't possibly go to a beach in in a realistic sense for half a page you know so if we can't bring 15 bags of sand on or or have sand come out of a trapdoor then how do we go to a beach in the arcola what i'm really excited about is this sort of expressionist interpretation that I'm trying to realize with the play as soon as we got in the rehearsal room I said that I just wanted a table and four chairs and that if there was ever a scene where there was exactly four people then we take a chair away there's never enough chairs for everybody to sit and it's all about stuff like that and you know people standing on the table to try and create different locations and you know like the standing on the tables it sounds so ridiculous and stupid I'll just stand on there to see what it creates but in a space like the Arcola, where once you stand up there, you are at balcony level, your face is at balcony level. If you just light them across, they become a floating head in the middle of the space. I mean, yeah. and because it's amphitheater, because of where the light comes from, for instance, you can be very expressionist. You can create these deep shadows and unusual textures and colours and things like that. So I'm, I'm quite excited that it'll It'll be this rapid, fast-paced show that has has a quite a filmic quality to it. I, I don't necessarily even think that. It's not that I'm trying to merge two art forms, but it, the film has this filmic quality to it, and I think it's interesting to try and realise it on a stage. So there's there's hardly any props. I've just cut. I think the DSM brought me the list of props, and there was 72 props mentioned in the script. And I went back through the list and said, no, I think there's only 14 actually that we'll be using. So I've cut, you know, all those props out. Because about economy of language, economy of staging, probably quite quite scary for the cast. Because really, they've only got the words that they say and and how they say them. So that will make it thrilling, hopefully. Yeah, that's very efficient also of your DSM to bring you 72 props and just go through the whole script. What an amazing stage management team you have. (laughs) That's the thing you do is that on a read through, I guess, as a stage manager, you just you do know everything that gets said. You're just like, right, we're definitely going to need to get this. Uh, So, yeah, very efficient stage management team. So, Ben, because of listeners maybe tuning into this, wanting to become a director or a creative within the industry, we love asking our creatives who come onto the podcast what their advice might be for younger people who want to come into this industry or what advice you would have given a younger self, so a younger Ben starting up in this industry. So what would your advice be? God, it's so hard, really. And I'm I'm probably not old enough, wise enough or experienced enough to give good advice. I suppose I could give advice on, on how to make the industry bearable when it's not. At times, it really isn't particularly pleasant. And I mean... I suppose part of the reason that I haven't done a lot of directing is because you do have to have 
means to do it. I mean, I realized when I came out of university that I would need to get a job. I didn't have the support network to allow me to be an assistant director, which tends to be the part, most of the part that most people go through. They go and become an assistant director or get lots of assistant directing jobs until somebody gives them a chance. And you can't really be an assistant director in the room and then also have a day job that, that you know, that pays to get you through. So I switched back to acting because you can sort of do the job and work at the same time. But the only thing that's made everything bearable for me is is doing things that I love and I think in the beginning I was quite happy to go for anything you know if my agent would ring me and say oh do you want to do this or do you want to tour the back of Austria with a three-man Macbeth I said yes because I thought god I want to be an actor and you know and, and um work is work and and actually you know recently I've had kids and I own a house now and happily married and now when my agent rings up and says do you want to do that I say no actually and I'm quite happy to to wait for the right projects because then when I'm in the room or when I'm doing it I'm really really loving it and and staying in love with it you know and I think a lot of people who I've seen leave the industry have been the ones who've probably worked a little bit more than me but it, it wasn't going the right way it wasn't, and they were just so hungry and would take anything and eventually they they actively fell out of love with it. I think how I've kept in it, and I think probably being in it for as long as you can is one of the major routes to success, just not not dropping out, trying to keep the love of it. Mine turned mostly to writing as well. Yeah. You can write your own work. You know, if you haven't got a directing job or you haven't got an acting job, start writing. Everybody can write. You only need experience to write. That's all you need. And everybody gets experience eventually. And start writing because it gives you a creative outlet. So those would be my two things. Do things that you love. Make first choice of why you do something because you love it. You see potential in it. You think you can do it and you think you'll really thrive in it. And secondly, pick up the pen. Even if you're a director, even if you're an actor, pick up the pen. Because when you think you haven't got anything to do or you think, oh, I haven't, you know, I haven't had a job for ages, you will have a creative outlet. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Two brilliant pieces of advice. Thank you, Ben. We were talking about Under the Black Rock. Now, Ben, I'll let you go very, very soon. But I do have one final question for you. And it's the final question that we like to ask on this podcast. It's the title of this podcast, which is The Stagey Place. And what we like to ask is where our guest stagey place is. So, Ben, this could obviously be the theatre in which you saw Oklahoma as a child. It can be a theatre that's really inspired you as a director, as a performer, as a writer. Or it cannot even be a theatre, but maybe it's the rehearsal space where you're creating the work itself so ben for you whereabouts is your stagey place do you know what? i think of all the places i'd have to say it would be my secondary school stage if i was being really nostalgic the first big part i played i was too scared i wanted to be an actor i was too scared when i was younger to go for the school production it was so well known in my school i went along and i was about i was in year seven i was about 12 it was bugsy malone as well it was a perfect part for me and all you had to do was get up and sing happy birthday and I couldn't do it. I was petrified. And it took me a long time then to get back in to even want to go in. And we did The Wizard of Oz and I got given The Scarecrow. And I had such an amazing time on it. And when I look back nostalgically, I just think that that stage and the feeling of that stage and the atmosphere and the sound was amazing. The stage of Collingwood College, comprehensive in Camberley with the great Jane Roberts as director. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. You know what? We do have a lot of guests 
who do go straight back to their school, you know, where they really got to, yeah, it's, it's, it's not unusual to have that as a stated place at all. You know, we've even had drama teachers come on and say that obviously being in the room in their teaching facilities is where they feel most stagey, where they're inspiring kids, obviously as teachers, but yeah, as creators who come on, you know, they really do talk fondly about their school classrooms where they just got to be themselves because it was in drama and also talk a little bit about their teachers as well. So it is lovely to hear that from you today, Ben. So Ben, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Once again, Under the Black Rock is at the Arcola Theatre. Ben, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And there we go. That was my interview with Ben Kavanagh, the director of Under the Black Rock, which is currently playing at the Arcola Theatre until the 25th of March this year. Like I say, it's been playing to rave reviews. So if you've been listening to this episode and want to book your tickets, you've not got long until the show finishes. So do make sure to check out the show at the Arcola Theatre. And that's all for this week's episode. So until next time, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.